So it's been a big week. I've had interviews. I have my big interview with Axel coming up. I had this major release in my body that is affecting me to where I get up, I start walking, everything seems fine. And then I realize I'm so bound on my right side that I can't stand up straight. And it just causes this extreme pain. So all I can do is lie in bed and do nothing. And that's frustrating because I'm in that position where I'm lying down flat and I'm trying to do pictures in the photo album and things like that. But on top of all of this, life interferes. You know, little things happen. And I'm a little aggravated. No, I'm a lot aggravated, actually. And I've enough time has passed. It's been, let's see, I sent the text at 5.30 a.m. It's 1.30, so that's 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So that's been eight hours. Eight hours have passed. I haven't heard from uh, this person. So heck with it. I've given enough time. I, I have let how I feel bottled up and screw it. I'm out. Let's have fun. So, you know what happened? Uh, you know, my son said, hey, I want to meet your mother and your father. And going to contact my father, I found out that he just died. He just passed away. And I've tried to contact his brother. I'm still going to try because that's the last family member that I have. That's, you know, he's six, nine. And, you know, I see my son and my uncle David. And so I'm trying, I've tried to contact so far, no response. I did find their address. So I'm trying like crazy because I want to do this for my son. Contacted my mother and she said that she and her husband, her fourth husband, who she's been with, I guess now for 30 years, I guess. I don't even, I don't think I was even at the wedding. I really don't even remember. He came onto the scene after I had left the home. I was out at the age of 18. Couldn't wait to get out. I had to get out. And uh, so he's never been a person in my life that really knows anything about me except a lot of the bad things. And, you know, I've talked about the bad things. My son knows every single bad thing so that, again, you know, if anybody wants to tell anything to my son, my son knows more about my life than my husband does. Because there are some things you don't want to tell your spouse. And the only reason I told my son was because I never wanted anybody to be able to tell him anything about me that he did not know. So after this is played, if I offend any one person, please make sure that anybody that you care about, perhaps your husband or anything like that, doesn't try to do anything negatively to my child. <laughs> to tell him anything about me because he knows. He knows about my issues with any kind of drugs. He knows about my issue with men. He knows about everything because I've shared everything I could with my son and I'm a mama bear when it comes to her son. And as I said in the last episode, I'll do anything in the world for my son. And my son goes over my husband. I don't choose a man over my child. I love my husband. I love my husband dearly, but he knows. My child wasn't supposed to be here, but he is here for a reason. And I'm a little pissed right now. 
I contacted my mother and we talked and it was like we hadn't missed a beat and so I was really excited and she was saying that she was listening to some of the podcasts and I know that my mother's sensitive and I didn't want her to get to the one podcast that I had initially it was titled the town slut and then I turned it to dirty laundry and then I thought I better unpublish it because I don't want her to hear it and and then not understand it and then I lose a relationship with my mother but I none of it was wrong none of it was a lie I just knew she wouldn't quite understand and I just didn't feel like having to worry about that right now because dealing with this illness and trying to get up on a daily basis and all that's hard enough and I was just so happy that she took my phone call and that we were going to get together. So I pulled that episode. I will be publishing that episode again because it's already been published. Like I said, there's no lies in it. And it's mainly about me because the people that I have spoken about, and I've said their names, you know, that do uh, their own programs, you know, Kate Skinner, Tracy Rodriguez, uh, that come after you. They don't come after you. They have these wonderful programs. It just did. They did not work for me. And I saw people give money. And I know that some of the money was returned, but I've seen people give money to these individuals to not get a response. And I was asked for $7,500 from one individual. So I gave my experiences about it. Well, I did get, you know, some, uh, you know, email and stuff saying, you know, I had been hacked and that they were going to divulge everything about my uh, upbringing and my personal life. And my mission is to help individuals with this illness and to help them before they get to the point that their body stopped like mine did so they can help their children. And this past week, I have had individuals that have come into my life unexpectedly to find out that perhaps I am able to help them and I am trying to do everything I'm I'm doing everything you know free of charge I'm not charging now eventually that's my goal is to earn money on this podcast but not by asking you to subscribe. And it's harder that way, but I'm trying. And my goal is to get my personal training and be able to do exercises and get to the fascia training at, uh, academy, which the class this semester is starting in June. And for that stuff, yeah, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to charge because it's costing me a lot of money to have to do it. But it's cost me so much money doing the modalities that should be covered by insurance. I feel the need to share with you. And to have a young mother come to me and we were just chatting and we met by happenstance and to find out that I just needed to give her information because of where she worked about my son and we thought an interview would be kind of neat and then when she started researching it, she discovered that all of her answers and all of her problems that she too has HEDS because this is a self-diagnosed thing. You know, you do have to research this stuff in order to take it to the doctor if the doctor doesn't recognize it. And she has young children. And now 
I feel like my reason for doing all this is justified, that it makes sense because I can hopefully help individuals. I'm not looking for, you know, I, yes, I need to get paid at some point, but I'm not trying to help in in order to get paid. And what happened this past week just irritated me, and it's a ripple. It's a small ripple in my quest for trying to make sense of having this illness, but to have another young woman come to me, and she hasn't had children yet, but she's experiencing these things, and now hopefully I can help her before that, and and there's another woman that's going to go see my fasciologist, and I am, you know, she's asked me to, you know, go with her to the appointment, and this is stuff like a patient advocate does, and this is what we talked to Julie about, and I'm honored, I'm thrilled that she thinks, you know, that I can help her at this appointment, but I, I'll, I'll do anything I can, but the fact that she wants me to, to, you know, I'm going to explain to her what this appointment will be like, explain these things to her so she can be prepared for this appointment. I'm grateful that I've been through it so I can share this with her. So getting back to the situation that has kind of put me in bed and I can feel it, it's the fascia, it's the aggravation was, you know, my mother, I was, you know, talking with her. I was excited. Like I said, we hadn't missed a beat. And we made plans to get together this weekend. And she was going to go ahead and come over to our house, which I was grateful for because I can't really travel at this point. And my son was real excited, but he's a little nervous. And because it was such short notice, my husband, he owns his own business. He's self-employed, but he gets scheduled. And he, he likes to be considerate to the individuals that he works with and he just didn't have enough time to to cancel out he's works seven days a week and it doesn't mean he always has a job every day but he's on the schedule seven days a week so we got his schedule last night and he was going to be available from you know he had to he was going to be working at 8 a.m his last appointment was going to be at two now when I originally spoke with my mother, I said, you know, Wyland wants to meet you. And she said, well, good. And she said, well, I'm still married to so-and-so. I said, well, that's good. I'm still married to Chris. <laughs> I said, that's fine. And she goes, well, he'll be a part of it. And I said, that's fine. You know, I don't have any problems with him. I, you know, I don't particularly maybe care for the man. Uh, my husband has his dealings with the man. But that's neither high nor here or there or whatever, because who my mother chooses to bed with does not bother me. I'm an adult. I take care of myself. I don't have to go home and sleep with them. She does. So it doesn't bother me. What may have happened that upset my husband with her husband the day my son was born is between them. But it has nothing to do with my son getting to know his grandmother. I've grown up. I like to think others had. So we set aside a time that she was going to come over. And when I texted her, and I hate doing everything by, by text, but I texted to let her know that his schedule had changed. 
and you know perhaps you know it's easier for me in the morning but you know maybe we could you know I thought you know maybe they could come over after my husband got home from work and her response was we'll just come over between 10 and 10 30 and we'll just see Chris another time and when I originally had set up this time with her her response was her husband will be so happy about this because he wanted a grandchild and he had bought these toys and everything and I guess she's just talking about the toys I guess you know 15 years ago uh, and remember my mother had a grandmother shower that I was not invited to um, where I guess she got gifts and had a party because she was going to be a grandmother uh, I'd I guess I don't know what what do you have at a grandmother shower i I wouldn't know I provided the grandchild, but it was not invited <laughs> so anyway, the fact that she was talking about her husband and how thrilled he would be, I just kind of pushed that to the side because I kept thinking, Christy, you're reading too much into this, you're reading too much into this, and I'm still realizing my body's dealing with coping with my father, you know, not, you know, being here. And I did a sign in on the guest book for the Buck Trout Funeral Home. And, you know, right there at the top of the guest book is, you know, my father was the best father and he made me laugh and blah, blah, blah. And that was from his adopted daughter. His adopted daughter was my good friend in high school. He went to her graduation, which was my graduation. But he was there for her. And she was my friend in high school. And he was dating her mother. That was his third wife. And he adopted my friend from high school and her brother. And I was disowned. I was a little girl. I, you know, I, I just, I still don't get it. But anyway, I went ahead and signed in because my son said, do it, Mom. Because... He, I mean, he, he's, he's my biggest supporter. He really is. And I just signed in. I was Paul's biological daughter. And through divorce, I lost him. And my biggest regret is that his other grandson will never get the opportunity to meet him. And he's the spitting image of my father. My condolences to his family. And that was like, you know, and that went above his adopted daughter's comment. As petty as that may sound, my son seemed to be happy about that because I guess I felt like I was standing up for myself or maybe just letting them know that I was sad that my dad, you know, couldn't ever get to know my child. And that just kind of kills me. So... When I did try to get back with my dad when I was in my 20s and he had adopted or he hadn't quite yet adopted or he was, yeah, he was in the process of adopting my friend and everything. And she and I were, I mean, oh my gosh, I helped her through. I just can't believe it. I mean, we are like, it was like, we're like Dallas, but not as rich. You know, we're like the dysfunctional family without the fun. So when I asked to get in touch with him again. He kept me away from his 
third his third wife and everything because he just wanted it to be he and I to make sure that we were going to be a connection. And I respected that. And then he brought me into his life and he said that he would adopt me back and give me my name, but I had to take my mother off of my birth certificate. And I couldn't do that to my mother. No matter what, I just said, we're putting me back in this whole thing. I said, what happened when I was adopted when I was seven years old? It was in my mother's control. It wasn't in mine. You know, I just I just want my birth certificate back and I'd love to be a part of your family, but that wasn't good enough for him. So I was disowned again. I'll never forget the day he dropped me off. Charlie Riches, the most beautiful girl in the world, was playing. The song makes me cry every time. As he walked away and left me on the doorstep of the very house that I bought from my mother. And I was a little girl, and I'll just, I'll never forget that. But I tried to go back in my 20s, and then his brother was going to adopt me, but then my mother's third husband decided that he would adopt me to give me my name because my name changed every year because she got married and my name changed every year and all that. And um, my uncle, who I'm trying to get in touch with now, just silently just walked away because I guess I came with too much baggage, you know. And I guess that's, you know, I, I was a kid. <laughs> I was in my 20s. I... I I just, I didn't want to upset my mother's third husband because he was trying to be a father to me. He's only 13 years older than me. My mother married younger, but he was trying to raise me. But come to find out, it was, he was still in love with my mother. And I don't think his intentions were, were right. Uh, that's evident, you know, the day I gave birth when he brought a plant and said, make sure your mother knows I brought the plant that I cut down in the yard that she was so upset about. So he was definitely still in love with my mother and that was awkward. So he's no longer in my life. So I feel for my son and I feel like I've robbed him of so many relationships and I didn't intend to. I really, really didn't. But I'm feeling what this does to your fascia and my Australian angel, Claudia, called and left me a message and she's like, you might not be doing physical things but you're taking on a lot. And she goes, just remember to pace yourself. And right now I'm sitting, I'm Emma's pillow. I'm sitting on a hard ball on my left butt cheek trying to get rid of the pain because after what happened, I did everything I could today to put on a show for my son. So all over the place. But when I found out that my husband wasn't going to be here, and then my mother texted back, you know, we'll come, and we'll see Chris another day. I was like, oh, that kind of rubs me the wrong way, but maybe I'm just thinking too much about it, so I went to Wyland, because this is his decision, and I told him, and he said, I don't really, he says, I have no biological connection to this man, right? And I said, well, yeah. He said, well, I, I want my dad here if I mean, he's like, I, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I, I'd like to get to know him, but I just, I really want to know my grandmother and well, could, could I just, you know, without my dad here, I just, could I just have it be you and, and, and Ginger? Cause he hadn't called a grandma. Cause he said, I don't know if she's going to be my grandmother or not. You know, will she want to be? 
And he said, and then just you, the three of us, and could we connect? So I sent my mother that text message, and it came back that um, I wish you had told me that, and, and you know, I always put a, uh, a different tune when it's how I'm reading it. So this is how it came across to me. I wish you had told me you didn't want, you know, my husband around, uh, you know, because he wants to get to know Wyland too, but I will come over alone, but I will not be able to stay long because he is going to drop me off. And I said, I meant no disrespect to your husband. I won't even name his name. I, I have no disrespect. It's her fourth one. I have, and that's fine, to each his own. But I have no disrespect to your husband. It's just my son is nervous. And he wants to learn about you and about what it was like for me growing up. And your husband wasn't there during it. And my Chris isn't going to be there. And it's okay with him. And this is his home. <laughs> and I said, and I just, you know, want, you know, I meant no disrespect. I just, my son wants to meet you. He hasn't asked about his other grandmother. He wants to meet you. And, you know, she responded. Uh, and I said, you know, we can just do this another weekend when Chris can take off because we don't want a time limit. It's been 15 years since I've seen my mother. And I don't want my son to meet his grandmother and find out, ah, it's been 17 minutes. The husband's coming back in three. So in this this uh, meeting, that's what was good. In my mind, that was what it was going to be like. And so her response was, since you want to do it another day or something like that, I can pull up the text message. But the bottom line was, was, you know, since, you know, since you want to do it another day, that'll be fine. Thank you. And I responded this morning at 530. I don't want to do it another day. I want to do it now. My son wants to see you. I just lost my biological father, my son's grandfather. I don't, I mean, I don't want to open up the paper and find out, you know, Ginger Williams, how, you know, this is her obituary. And I won't be the survived part. I mean, every member of my family that's passed on, pretty much, I'm not mentioned as the surviving anything. <laughs> I think, you know, my, my one grandmother and my mother, you know, but no, I mean, I'm just erased from their lives. And it kills me to think that this is what I've done to my son. But she hasn't responded. And my son asked me this morning, so is she coming? And I said, I'm sorry, son. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I, I told him, I said, I've got all the text messages. I, I tried. I said, I can let you see. And he sat down and he said, so she doesn't care about me? And oh my God, that's my baby. No one hurts my child without a fight.
on their hands. I regretted making that phone call. I regretted the hurt that my son is going through now. It pisses me off. I wanted so badly to try to correct wrong that possibly I caused or or whatever. I'm not even going back to the issues of why we didn't talk anymore the day I left the hospital. And that is an episode in itself. But it's the point. You don't hurt my kid. And my body feels this. My fascia feels this. All of this has a point. It's not for me just to air my my issues with my family. That's not what this is about. This is to tell you that I interrupted my mission of trying to get the word out about fascia and try to help others to work on a personal thing in my life that I thought would turn into a positive thing and sadly it didn't and before I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do so because I was bedridden but I feel the pain in my body and fascia has all this built up emotion in your body and all I could do was I got up and and right now like I said I can't stand up the pain right now is unbearable and my husband was at work and I just I you know my son was like I'm gonna get something to eat and I said no no let me let me get up and get it for you and then we were talking about this Oreo challenge where you uh, blow milk into the Oreo and then the cream's supposed to pop up instead of dipping it in the milk because he eats Oreos he puts the fork in it and then dips it in the milk I can't do chocolate at the moment it's been that way since I was pregnant you know all these allergies to food chocolate pizza all I could eat was chicken chicken for all these years just now starting to eat hamburger a little bit but my body reacted to something during my pregnancy to all these uh, foods that just make me sick. So it's been a very bland diet, let's just say, since my son was born. But I was like, what can we do, you know, because that killed me. She doesn't care about me. And I didn't really know what to say. And he's like, she picked him over me and and that really wasn't it it was just like he said she can't come see me just alone without her I mean he was so confused and I don't know and and granted I'm just her daughter you know she's been with this man I haven't been with her for the past 15 years and I mean nothing was going to happen I don't know what the deal was I don't know why I don't I really don't know why and I guess I never will know uh, why uh, she couldn't just come and meet my son alone. 
it's not like he's trying to exclude her husband, but this wasn't about her husband. This wasn't about my husband. This was about my son feeling complete and filling a void that had been in his life because I'm not going to let him not feel the way he feels and just tell him to fight it. There are times that's all I was told growing up. I wasn't allowed to take to the bed and be depressed like my mother or my grandmother or my uncle. But that was my mother's way, I guess, of telling me, you know, fight it. Fight the depression. You've got to do it. So I took that to heart. But this disease and this illness affects us. And it affects us in ways that it's just so painful. And in my body, I'm grateful because... I am feeling intense pain in certain areas where I've had releases done. But I know that it's the bound fascia. And that is why it is so important. And and I wish I knew. I know there's the cognitive behavioral therapy and all. I mean, I, I can't stand when somebody just says, you're overthinking it. Just stop doing it. Well, if it was that easy, I wouldn't do it. And that's my son. My son can overthink something. We all do that. And I wish I had an easy answer for it. But I can tell you that the emotional baggage that you carry, the pain that you feel in your body is so much worse when you have these fascial adhesions. Because, and I'm grateful that I've had so many releases because the pain that I'm feeling now, I, you know, I, I told my son, let's go to the store. Let's go get some Oreos. Let's go get some milk and make sure that we have enough because we're going to do this test and we're going to have fun with it. And I had a great experience. I took my son to the store and we, you know, did that and we sat and chatted and, I'm paying for it now. I I can barely stand up, but when my husband comes home and it's time to do the Oreo thing, you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to go in there and put on a happy face and I'm going to have an incredible experience with my family, my husband and my son. But I'm just saying I understand how hard it is when you don't know that it's your fascia that's causing you a lot of this pain. And it's a miserable feeling. And when you're trying every day to put on a happy face, or you're trying to get through the day and you just can't do it, you've got to some sometimes realize that it's those fascial adhesions And you just want to work on your fascia before it stops working for you. And this is a little bit of a setback for me with, you know, physically. But it's okay. Because I am grateful because Allie, I mean, I met her, you know, via one of the groups and somehow we just connected and 
she sent me I mean I was shocked I, I was shocked that she was so kind to send me a little candle and just a thinking of you thing and and I was so deeply touched by that I am so appreciative of the individuals that I have met and a lot of you have disconnected from your family and your friends and a lot has to do with the illness and they don't understand and it puts you in an awkward position but sometimes you need to disconnect from family and friends in order to get yourself healthier and get yourself back together now I'm totally bummed I really you know I really was expecting you know to to reconnect with my mother and I was just you know what happened in the past was in the past and was just gonna let it go not showing up for me no big deal but my son that is a big deal and so I need to get over this my son was kind enough to say it's alright mom it doesn't hurt me she's hurt her own child more than she's hurt her grandchild and he said that's okay because I don't know if you know she was really gonna want to be around me or not so she might not have been my grandmother at the, you know, he was being very mature. You know, he was just saying, you know, maybe she she wouldn't want to connect with me, and maybe I'd never see her again after today. I don't think that was her intention. I think she thought she was just going to come over and everything's going to be just dandy, and her husband would have a grandchild and all of that stuff. Well, that that didn't seem to happen. How did it? So, I guess the whole purpose of this is just to say I'm I'm republishing the episode I took away because I didn't want to hurt her feelings, although all of it's true. And I did that because I don't want anybody to ever be able to discredit me and try to discredit me because they don't like what I'm saying. And as I've mentioned, the individuals that have those programs, they didn't work for me but they just might work for you. What has worked for me might not work for you, but it's non-invasive and you have the control to do it on yourself. So we all choose the paths we want to follow and the people we wish to, to you know, listen to. And just remember, you've got to listen to your body and take charge and and work on that fascia because it really does it starts being the obstacle that starts making it impossible for your body to move effortlessly you know to glide it starts making it impossible for the blood to flow and for the muscles to work and then everything just freezes up and you're just in that constant chronic all over body pain and when you go to the doctor 
They do an x-ray. They do an MRI. And nothing shows up. But you know. You know there's something wrong with your body. So for those of you. You know Debbie in the UK. I know. And and others that. You know. Feel alone. Or, 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 or feel like you know. You've separated from your family. And. You're letting that maybe add a little bit of extra pressure to you. Just, I don't know, give it one last, I don't know, Hail Mary. Give it one last try just to see. But then decide if it's even really necessary. Stick with your guns. Fight for yourself. Fight for your diagnosis if you need one. Do all you can to get yourselves better. Because if you're not, you can't take care of your children. And you can't be there for your children. And that's that's the point of it, right? We need to make sure that we are healthy and take care of ourselves so we can take care of our youngins and ourselves, actually. So fight for yourself. Take care of your fascia. Thank you so much for being here. And just wanted to to share this with you because I'm excited. We've got Axel Bolin coming up next week as long as everything goes well. I've got some more interesting people to interview. And I am excited to find out if this fascial adhesion is truly what is causing my whole body to be out of whack. You know, one adhesion under your armpit could be causing your whole side to not function properly. I find this interesting, and I hope you do too. Hey, I'm Christy Lynn Hanchi. This is AWOL Zebra, and I thank you, what, a wacky old lady? or an at-loss zebra, however you want it to mean. Just thank you for being here. I hope you have a great one. Work on your fascia before it stops working for you. AWOL Zebra, have a lovely day.